Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Let me know. Are there echoes or something that I'm not seeing or whatever? I think I am. I feel like I see all my screens looking fine. Just let me know if everything is running fine as it should with my voice. No echoes, all that good stuff. Anyhow, welcome aboard, Michael Rudnan. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Paul Fleming says, ATL checking in. AVQ says, I'm muting the audio until the theme is done. Okay, so how is it? Echo is gone now. AVQ audio is good now. Tom C, welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? What else we got here? Okay, E2247, welcome aboard. Uh, para ver quién estoy olvidando. I think I got everybody that's in so far. Voice is fine. Music was weird. Then echo all good. I don't know. It may have been that I had two channels on. I'm not sure. You know, it's a bunch of whole different stuff to control all at once. Melanie Keelan, she's here today. Good evening, Melanie. How are you doing? Saw your messages on YouTube. Peggy Lopez is in the house. All seems fine by me, she says. Okay, let's get busy. Michael Rudnan says, Egberto, did you get a chance to see the videos that I did? Believe it or not, I... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Did, and you know what? Let's try something here because I didn't I didn't get a chance to cut them. Like I said, I have a whole lot of stuff going on here More because, you know, I'm going to daily. I'm going to be, uh, my show is going to be daily at KPFT on air and at KPFT.org. So the it keeps piling off and then you guys know I leave town next week. So I have to prepare some shows for you guys while I'm on the train and all that kind of stuff. So I want to make sure and get all of that taken care of. But Rudnan, I want to play the video that you put out there. And what I'm doing right now as we speak is I'm going to go and find that video and see if this works. If this works, it's going to be good because what I think I can do is I think I can play it directly from your the the text that you sent me so we are going to go with the first one and see how that goes okay let's go ahead and do that ahorita mismo but i'm not going to play the ad that they're doing here just because i don't know if that's here we go here we go and if you broke the law can't say that i'm not gonna you i already said you will pay the demonstrators who infiltrated the capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory. But that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just going to say he's the winner. The Democrats, more of our people vote early that count. Theirs vote in mail. 
And so they're going to have a natural Thank disadvantage, you. and Trump's going to take advantage of it. That's our strategy. He's going to declare himself a winner. So when you wake up Wednesday morning, it's going to be a firestorm. We're going to have Antifa crazy, the media crazy, the courts are crazy, and Trump's going to be sitting there mocking, tweeting shit out, you lose. <laughs> I'm the winner. I'm the king. And he'll be all over. He'll be, he'll be going, where's Hunter? Is Hunter on a crack pipe? I mean, no, he'll be, because then it doesn't matter. Remember, here's the thing. After then, Trump never has to go to a voter again. He's going to fire Ray, the FBI director, and fire the scene. going to say, fuck you. How about that? Because he's never going to, he's, he's done his last election. Oh, he's going to be off the chain. He's going to be crazy. Also, also if, Trump is, if Trump is losing by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it's going to be even crazier. No, because he's going to sit right there and say they stole it. I'm I'm directing the attorney general Mm -hmm. to shut down all ballot places in all 50 states. It's going to be no. He's not going out easy. If Biden's winning, Trump is going to do some crazy shit. And there you go. That for all the right-wingers that don't realize that this was a planned coup, there it is, folks. There it is. Anyhow, we got a great program for you today. Let's go ahead and get busy. First of all, let me see if anybody else new came in. Welcome aboard, Vincent Trudelli. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. I saw somebody else that I hadn't seen before. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Quien más está aquí? I think you guys can hear me clearly now. Um, I saw another name in it. Oh, uh, Fargo the movie. Welcome aboard. Okay, let's go ahead with Macaroni says, Egberto, did you get a chance? Yes, I got a chance to do all of that. Don't. Okay, here we go. A New York Times kind of wild creative emails shed light on Trump fake electors previously undisclosed communication among Trump uh, campaign aides and outside advisors provide new insight into the efforts to overturn the election in the weeks before the information. The New York Times posted repeatedly puts fake in quotes as if they are the original emails were actually quoting someone. My guess they are quoting a particular someone who would call this Fake news. Yep, I'm looking forward to these emails being labeled exhibit in a court against uh, Trump and all those who planned and inciting the January 6th attempt thrown off our government not too long ago as as a veritable mountain of evidence keeps piling up. Yep, the guy actually used the word fake to describe the electors that they wanted to go there. Then he writes another email and he said, well, I guess we should call them alternative electors instead. I don't think you put that part in. Okay. The Daily Beast report, lawyer called electors fake in the email Trump called. Jack Wilmer, who helped organize pro-Trump electors in Arizona, wrote in December 2020, email to Boris Epstein, you know, Boris, who he is, a Trump campaign advisor. We would be sending fake electoral votes to Pence so that someone in Congress can make an objection. Then we start counting the votes and start arguing. Votes, the fake votes should be counted. Lots won the hill. Former DOG official labels Trump allies malevolent nincompoops over fake elector scheme. David Lofman, former Department of Justice federal, uh, federal prosecutor, said they knew this was a big lie. They knew this was a fraudulent scheme that they were seeking to perpetrate against the United States government. They are nincompoops, but they are malevolent nincompoops. You hear that, my right-wing listeners? CBS News Justice Department from Michael Rodman again investigates into January 6th now encompasses communication of allies of Trump. Justice Department criminal investigation into January 6th, 2021. Rodden at the U.S. Capitol 
now includes questions for witnesses about the communications of people close to then-President Donald Trump and the re-election campaign. CBS News has confirmed, I've always wondered who would slap the cuffs on Trump first, whether it be New York on multiple financial crimes, Georgia for sub suborning election fraud, or D.C. for planning an insurrection. And every time I'm wondering... I have to remind myself that the wheels of justice grind slowly. E2247 says, Disempower this mythology and the political functions it serves in the larger project of U.S. settler colonialism, hate on which U.S. is founded, including but not limited to racism, patriarchy, slavery, homophobia, genocide, military capitalism, economic domination, and military imperialism. Wow. That one sentence, powerful. But he says, hey all, she doesn't like the music because it was all screwed up in the beginning. Sorry, girlfriend. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Alistair Waters in the house. Peggy Lopez in the house. Lynn Halsey-Taylor. Lynn Halsey-Taylor, didn't we, didn't we come to the conclusion that you were a bot probably controlled by the same person that controlled others? If you're not a bot, say something. All right, Harry Hayes uh, says hello. Uh, we got uh, what? Uh, who else we got in the house? Um, oh, Bridge wants to know where is Lynn's sister. She's usually here at the same time. Sister Jan, I think is who you mean. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes, Gilberto, you're on mute. I know. I fixed that. All right, what else we got here? Because I got a lot of videos for you today. Macaron says I think the conservatives need to understand that Trump knew he lost the election and what happened on January sixth. Was Trump knowing he lost but still trying to hold on to power by sending his followers into harm's way on yet another lie? Okay, what else we got here? British MCP says, dog with a bone. Eric, not the point. Except the point. Guess the laptop is still fake. Oh, boy, you, you poor soul. I mean, you know, Eric, you know, you know you, well, I'm not going to say that. That isn't a nice thing if I said it. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Okay, let's go to the videos. And this is going to be an important one, folks. Here's the deal. Stephanie Rule, you know, today they increased the, the percentage by 0.75. And I hate that, right? Because we, uh, Roberto Lewis, bienvenido, a politics done right, my friend. One love. All right. Um, as it turns out, I want you to listen to Stephanie Rule and then we'll take it on the other side. Stephanie Rule. Strikes again. She decided not to accept the revisionist history by either President Trump or a particular senator who tried to make believe that somehow Donald Trump came in, saved the economy in 20 when he got elected in 2016, and somehow Biden is destroying it. Of course, it's all ridiculous and far from the truth, but let's go ahead and listen to what she has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Because it is important that we not allow fallacies to cauterize. Very important. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Two years ago, we had the greatest. There's never been anything like it. Two years ago. It's greatness like no one had ever seen. The last thing before we go this evening, revisionist history. Our friends over at The Recount uncovered some interesting sound from Marsha Blackburn today. Watch this. Under President Trump, economic success was pretty much a given. 
The country was recovering from the pandemic. We had a plan to repair our supply chains. And the American people were starting to have hope that the dystopian nightmare they'd been living through was finally over. Hold your horses. Under President Trump, economic success was pretty much a given. For fact's sake, let's take a look back at the Trump economy. There's this Washington Post analysis from January 8th, 2021. Quote, Trump will have the worst jobs record in modern U.S. history. It's not just the pandemic. Trump is the only modern president to leave office with fewer jobs than when he took office. Three million fewer jobs to be exact. Of course, the pandemic was the root cause for so many jobs lost across the country in the late part of his administration. But this chart right here shows that even before the pandemic, job growth under Trump was at a lower pace than most other presidents. And as the Washington Post puts it, quote, President Trump took office at the crest of the longest economic expansion in U.S. history. He leaves presiding over the worst labor market in modern U.S. history as an already sputtering economic recovery has turned negative. Remember, Trump took office with a winning economy. So let's fast forward to right now. And look at some key numbers to come this week. Today, we learned consumer confidence has declined for a third straight month. Not good news, but also not a surprise. When everything in your life costs more, you don't feel good about the economy. And when the tool the government uses to slow rising prices makes it more expensive to borrow, well, we don't like that much either. And tomorrow, we're going to find out if the Fed plans to raise rates again and they likely will. On Thursday, we get GDP numbers, likely going to show a second quarter of decline. Also, not great news, but it doesn't mean it's a full-blown recession. Why? Because there's other things. Good news, we've got low unemployment, steady job growth, and a high rate of savings. The economy is not all good. The economy is not all bad. What we have in this giant country of ours is a complicated economy. And that's the truth. And that is the truth. Folks, the reason why we need to keep putting these types of messages out is because the GOP has no problems lying, even as the evidence is in front of them. They have no problem lying to their people. And, you know, we have their people who continue, those people who follow the GOP, those people who vote for the GOP. They're not bad people at all. It's just their source of information, the sources that they trust, lie to them. And what we have to do is, for there, there are two types of people that accept those lies, right? The ones that simply need a reason to justify who they really are, so they accept a lie. Deep inside, knowing is a lie, but they can always say, well, my senator said this. And those who genuinely or ignorant. In other words, the willfully ignorant and just the basic ignorant. So once we hear this type of information, we put it out there. Now, the simply the person who doesn't know, they have a legitimate place, a choice to make. The willfully ignorant, there's not much you can do there if they are trying to find justification for their horrendous beliefs. But you know what's the good thing about all of that? Based on my experience, they don't make up the majority. They don't make up the absolute majority. 
So we still hold the win in hands. Truth be told. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the new. And that is important. Let me, let, let me, let me tell you something because, uh, uh, you know, every, the great thing about having people from all stripes coming into our fold, meaning it, we chat together, we have fun together, we talk together, and we look at, we look at fact-based info together. I want to read from Eric Hayes. And, and the reason I, I, I'll pick on Eric Hayes today is that the prototypical person who needs justification for them being completely wrong but not wanting to accept it because it messes with their maybe cultural expectations as a conservative, this is a perfect example. I want you to listen to what Eric says. He says, oh my God, the jobs would have been lost in any pandemic. So please, even this administration has the same thing. Just let the economy go back to what it was. Whoa, now we have chaos, but there will be recession report tomorrow and that you can imagine it. That is what, when I talk about willful ignorance, that's what I'm talking about. Remember, Stephanie Rule, she wasn't one-sided with her argument or discussion. She laid it out. She gave the charts. And this is what the chart says. Yes, Donald Trump, the pandemic started under him, and that vast loss of jobs occurred under Donald Trump. Fact. Also a fact, Donald Trump's economy was doing much worse than any current or modern president that preceded Donald Trump. And she showed the charts that describe the economies that shows Donald Trump from, the, from he took office, his economy trailing Barack Obama, trailing Clinton trailing Reagan, and Reagan wasn't all that good, even though people like to put it that way. And I'll I'll show you that da- that data a little bit later. So all this data is being shown, not 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 facts, being shown to somebody like Eric Hayes. Remember what I said at the end, where I gave a narrative. There's the ignorant, and then there's the willfully ignorant. I know my brother Eric Hayes personally. I know he has a mind. And I know that he actually has a modicum of understanding of numbers. If you saw the charts that show Donald Trump was underperforming any other president before the pandemic, if you can also show, and I'll sh- I have another video that I got to show that is very important that I'll show uh, about, uh, about these guys. But we show on the charts, he was underperforming his policies or lousy, like most Republican presidents, which we're going to show the differential in presidents in a minute. But he was a failed president before the pandemic. It just got exacerbated when he became, when he got hit by the pandemic. Okay, so now let's look at some more necessary and clear facts. I went back because I knew, I knew how some people would have taken this message, right? So I wrote an article several years ago that I brought back. 
And I'll answer his other silly statement about inflation a little bit after this piece here. But this video, I want you guys to see this one. This is very, very, very important. Check this one out, and then we'll take it on the other side. A few years ago, uh, two professors from Princeton, Professor Alan S. Binder, uh, Princeton economics professor, as well as Professor Mark Watson, they came out with the definitive report. They looked at, I think, 12 different presidents, six uh, Democrats and six Republicans, or maybe eight of each. I don't remember exactly how many. And it, they did it sequentially, right? And it turns out that the economy does substantially better, out of the margin of error, better under Democratic presidents than it does under, than it, under a Republican presidents. Now, they looked at all kinds of factors. And when it comes to under Republicans, we had certain things like sh certain types of shocks. So they had to discount for those. So they are saying Republicans just got unlucky with some of these shocks. Right. And that's understood. But they said that only explained about between 42 and 60 percent of, of the Delta, the two points or so better that the economy does under Democrats that under Democrats. So it's only it, it only has, it comes for for a few. The professors, after they've found that the, the, the luck part could only be attributed between 40 and 60 percent. And by the way, I don't even call that luck because the rest of the world knows who's president of the United States. They know how to act based on who's president of the United States. They know how to spend based on who's president of the United States. And if they think things will go better, of course, an economy which has some psychological uh, factors in there as well would do better. And that's the reason the economy does better under Democrats than Republicans, not only because of policy, but because of expectations and all of that. The professors prove that, you know, their, their study, their analysis is is great. It came out with the correct results. The problem is when it came for them to write a conclusion, they decided to edge they didn't want it to seem partisan. So they said, well, we can't explain exactly why it is that Democrats do, for, do two percentage points. That's huge. Two percentage points on, in the aggregate over Republicans when they are in charge. I want you to listen to the interview between one of the professors and Chuck Todd way back yonder. And then this, uh, this is a part of a blog post that I wrote with some excerpts from the actual analysis that they've made. It's clear to me the reasons why. I am sure these very intelligent economists from Princeton, they also know the answer, but they also know that they want to ensure they don't seem too partisan. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. According to a new uh, analysis paper by economists Alan Blinder and Mark Watson, it's not policy or politics. More often than not, they say it's simply dumb luck. And most of the time, it ends up favoring the Democrats. The paper examines how the U.S. economy fared under 12 presidents, all the way back to Harry Truman. What they found was that generally, Democratic presidents were in charge when the economy was doing the best. You can see Truman, Kennedy, Johnson, and Clinton stand out on the chart. Interesting to note, Carter's number 
numbers are probably better than you realize because GDP growth was good at the time. His problem, of course, was inflation. Now, Reagan's numbers are probably worse than you remember. Don't forget the start of his presidency was clouded by a severe recession. Now, overall, the economy grew at a rate of more than 4% under Democrats and 2.5% under Republicans. It's a pretty dramatic difference. But why? Well, Blinder and Watson looked at a number of possible factors, and they came up with three big ones. Number one, oil shocks. The spike in prices in the early 70s hurt Nixon and Ford, and a threefold increase in prices did huge economic damage under George W. Bush. The second big factor, productivity. Surges in productivity helped Kennedy and Johnson, while a drop in productivity hurt Reagan. But the paper concludes, quote, these look a lot more like good luck than good policy. Now, the third big factor is simply consumer confidence. But the paper argues that may be a self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, quote, consumers correctly expect the economy to do better under Democrats and then make that happen by purchasing more durable goods. So, in fact, Blinder and Watson describe all three as luck factors that seem to happen randomly. So what about the policy? What about defense spending? What about Congress? The paper finds they may play small roles, but that they are more or less insignificant when it comes to determining why Republican presidents seem to get the fuzzy end of of the economic lollipop. But the researchers admit the three luck factors can only explain about 60% of the gap. They say the rest remains, for now, a mystery of the still mostly unexplored continent. As as somebody who studies these things and and your belief in statistician, when when do you think this trend is a fact, is a provable fact? Because sometimes you look back, and I always say that even We've had 57 presidential elections. And you know what? That's actually not enough examples to say this is always the way it happens this way or that way. Now, always is too strong. But think of it as coin flipping. At some point, if you're flipping a coin enough times, you may discover it's an unfair coin. It's not actually coming up 50-50. So the question is, how many flips do you actually need before you uh, can reach a conclusion like that, a probabilistic conclusion? And we could. I mean, we there are standard statistical tests for that. And the likelihood that this large gap, you showed it on the first graph in the Senate mm-hmm. piece, was happening purely by chance, like coin flipping on a fair coin that just didn't come up 50-50, was under 1%. So All right. that's good enough. So, for That was good enough for us. Good enough to put it in the uh, for, for, for Princeton. All right, sir. Alan Blinder, thank you. Very thank interesting you, report. And I, I bet you there will be more research built upon it. Thank you very much. Now, again, I I listen to the professor and it's a bit upsetting because he says if it were just a coin flip and uh, it's only 1% that says the results that they got, that the economy does better under the Republican president, under under Democratic presidents, it somehow can be attributed to luck when it's something that happens all of the times, which would be saying that luck is always on the side of Democrats. The professor is smarter than that, but you understand that he's watching his, his right flank. After all, he doesn't want to get on the negative side of, of, of one political party when one has to say the economy always does better under Democrats. And yes, it's policies, a policy that favors the average American citizen, even in the current capitalist economic structure, 
because of the speed of circulation of money and who you are biased for, the American people, that will give you a more vibrant economy. That is how economics work. These professors know that. And their conclusions said that. Or rather, the results of their research said that. Now, when it came to expressing the conclusion, they did say it's not chance. Yes, the economy does better under Democrats. But maybe it's luck plus something else we don't know. Hmm. Of course it does better. And it does better because of policy, middle-class centric policies Better on one side than the other. Not as good as it should be, but better. And that is what's important. And all of you have to keep that in your, in your, in your, in, on the tip of your tongues. This, is, this was very deep research. And let me, put this, uh, let me put my article on the screen because it is very... I wrote it and I, I have the article in, in, the, in the link as well. I put the article in there. But I want to put the article on the screen because I want you to... I, I wrote this article... Several years ago. But after I saw Stephanie Rule and saw how these, uh, that these Republicans were out there trying to make it seem as if Donald Trump had a good economy, just like they made it seem like Ronald Reagan had a great economy when the person that had the largest employment uh, growth in American history was who again? Clinton. Nobody, you know. Clinton is the one who first in the in the near in these recent times. Clint, I don't particularly like Bill Clinton. He's a neoliberal, but Bill Clinton balanced the budget and Bill and he passed the tax increase to do it. Every Republican voted against it. Said the economy would crater. Those of us in the know understood if you increase taxes on the wealthy and that money gets recirculated into the economy. In a more balanced fashion, your economy explodes. And that is what happened under Clinton, giving Clinton the largest employment. And I wrote that in my book, uh, as I see it, Class Warfare, the Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. What drives me crazy when I wrote this book about that is all this information is in black and white. I got it from the, all the statistics I got from you know, the different government stuff. So I have a chapter in here called... When I wrote the chapter, the idea was we wanted to make sure to compare presidents accurately on the same terms. So I have a chapter here titled uh, uh, The Presidents. That's all I titled it, The Presidents. And I want you to see the other things. I have Voodoo Economics, The Genesis of Our Demise. That's from Reagan. Then Voodoo Economics Reverse. That was when Clinton came into power, started though by, uh, by, actually it was when Bush 1 came into power. Bush one was the one who started the reversal of, of the crap that um, Reagan brought in because Bush number one, he, create, he had a, ta- a tax increase even though he said, no more taxes, read my lips. He had a tax increase that started the recovery from the demise that, uh, that, that, um, that Reagan caused. Then came, then came the return of fiscal responsibility. That was Clinton. Balance the budget increased taxes further, and, and created the largest and best economy in decades. Then we had fiscal insanity revisited. That was Bush number two. Even Bush number two came out and said, 
Did we give them a tax cut already when they said we need more tax cuts? He said, I thought we did that already. That's what Bush told his advisor, right? And then, of course, uh, when uh, Obama came in, we have the return to sanity. It's important for folks to understand these different presidents and what they did to destroy or build up our economy. We always have Republicans coming in, destroying the economy, laying the foundations to transfer money from the middle class and the poor to the wealthy. The problem is this. Every time they destroy the economy, a Democrat comes in, clean things up, and then in the process of cleaning things up, let me, let's, let's give an example here with Biden. Donald Trump destroyed the economy again. He created the pandemic by, by not doing what Obama did when the Ebola pandemic almost took off, right? When under Obama, when a pandemic was about to hit, Obama sent people all over the world. He sent the, medicine, the, the scientists all over the world to nip it in the butt over there, right? Donald Trump didn't want any of that. He didn't want to take anything real. So we got this explosion in the pandemic. So when people said, well, Donald Trump lost a lot of jobs. First of all, he lost a lot of jobs, period, before the pandemic. He wasn't doing well like other presidents. And after the pandemic, that, that big drop loss came. People want to say, well, it was a pandemic, so it's not his fault. No, it is his fault. If he had handled the pandemic correctly, we would not have had the massive job loss that we had. Okay? And then, uh, of course, we recovered that under Biden. Here is the kicker, folks. And this is the important thing people need to understand and tell other people. Yes, we did some recovery and etc. But in the process of doing this, people get upset. Uh, you, get all, you get the inflation now. The inflation now isn't real. Forget what you're hearing on TV. They are protecting the plutocrats. The gas prices that you're seeing falling like crazy now down 70 cents. Seven zero more than trying to take off the taxes that states and federal governments put on, on, on the taxes. Why are they dropping the price? Because there was never an oil shortage. And I told that on the Muslim TV network. Those of you that are listening for the first time, I try to tell everybody the prices of oil should have been falling. Why? Because of the war. Counterintuitive. That's not what you're hearing on TV. On TV, you're saying, oh, this is Putin's inflation or Putin's gas prices. It isn't Putin's gas prices. They're wrong. Putin is still selling oil cheaper than if India and China had to buy oil on the open market. So therefore, if China and India are taking that Russian oil at a discount off of the market, it means that they are buying less of the oil on the markets. And if they're buying less of the oil on the markets, what does it mean? It means there is more of a glut of oil on the market. They're not, I am, I've been begging some of, I've sent emails and tweets and all of that to, to these folks. And when, when Muslim TV saw one of the tweets that I put out there, they're like, can we have you on? And I'm not sure. To go ahead and they said, oh, that's counterintuitive. That's not what everybody's saying. I know. That's because the, plut the plutocracy who wants to rip you off aren't going to tell you that. So therefore, if they get the price of oil high, uh, it's a psychological thing. And what they do is they take refineries offline off as well. So all of this is occurring, right? And everybody's singing the same song, inflation, inflation, inflation. Sure, 
if you got if you're running your tractors, if you're a farmer and have to pay a lot more money for diesel, all that inflation that is showing up right now, all that inflation that's showing up right now is caused by fraud. So when all these people had to buy oil at a higher cost, it hurt everybody and it goes through the chain. The inflation is not real. It is the plutocracy screwing you one more time. It's the corporatocracy screwing you one more time. It is the oligarchy screwing you one more time. And because we want to toe the line and we have these right-wingers towing the line for the corporatocracy, believing what they're saying. Oh, inflate. Look, between day one and day two, nothing changed. It didn't cost any more money to drag the oil out. And they can talk about demand and supply chain. I agree. There are certain products within the supply chain, microchip dependencies. Okay? That is understood. That is understood. So therefore, it is important for you. And Eric, uh, uh, let's see who else. Let me go ahead and get back into the stuff and get off my narrative. I need to make sure and talk to my folks. Okay, let's see where did I leave off. Uh, forgive me if I don't get everything. Microsoft Economic Institute. Long before COVID-19 pandemic, the Trump administration was squandering the pockets of strength in the American economy it had inherited. Broad-based prosperity requires strength on the supply, demand, and distributive sides of the economy. And Trump administration policies were either weak or outright wrong. All right, other one. Bridge MCP says, pardon the caps from Vanity Fair. GOP voters think, uh, think losing one billion makes someone, Trump, a good businessman. It's amazing, right? The guy has never, ever made a profit. He's just a thief. But so, some, some folks like him. Every case is, oh, yes, economy is great now. Just great. More people are struggling. No, economy is not great. But the people that are screwing the economy has little to do with, 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 uh, with, with Biden and a hell of a lot to do with your corporatocracy. You see, if I were president, right, I would show you how you kill inflation right now. One threat, we nationalize the oil companies. Watch how quickly they get in line. Because they don't want nationalization. That's a cash cow for them. Just like the drug. You know, uh, Biden is going to get a big win. We're going to be able to negotiate starting in 2026. Ten drugs. Ten drugs. Medicare is going to be able to negotiate. That's crazy. We should be negotiating on every single drug. Everyone. Fast. We, are, we actually created it. But we, the, 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 the compromise was in 2026, 10 drugs. In 2029, 10 more drugs. Are you kidding me? We are giving these guys free reign to rip us off for between now and 2026. What's that, four years? And you know what they're betting on? They're betting on a new administration. They're betting on a new administration that's not going to fulfill negotiating by Medicare. It's, it's, it's highway robbery on the people. Thank you very much, BGMCP. I'm going to do a quick one here um, asking you to support the show. Folks, if you are, if you are, uh, if you like what you hear here, if you want us to continue spreading the word and making sure people understand what's really happening in this country, please support our program. On, on YouTube, if you can just click that join button on YouTube, if you click that join button on YouTube, you can help make sure that we can get the job done. Uh, oops, I have to bring this up. Alternatively, you can support us by going to 
politicsdoneright.com. Let me go ahead and put this in over here. You can support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Provide us support to be able to continue telling the truth, uh, including the truth away from a lot that you hear on mainstream media. You can also support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. You can support us as well by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube if, you don't, if you're not on YouTube right now. And you can also get our books. And I have, I have several books here. And let me go ahead and uh, give me about another minute and a half to get this out. I have several books that I've written. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. In this particular book, I teach you about all how the economy really works from patents and how they screw us, the drug companies, etc. What each president did, I also give you the numbers so that you don't have to be willfully ignorant like some folks who want to say, oh, but that's not, how can it be so if the mainstream media is not saying that? The mainstream media won't say that because who advertises on the mainstream media? You all everything that I have that I do with this program, you are the guys who support us. You are the guys who are put it, putting out the truth. You are the ones who really allow me to tell the world the truth. You are. My other book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. If we want change, we have to convince folks not only with facts, but we have to be able to talk to them. And my last, most recent book, how to Make America Utopia. How to Make America Utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. And how can you get all of those books? You can get all of those books easily, easily, easily. Politicsdoneright.com slash books. Politicsdoneright.com slash books. And I'm going to put that into the feed right now. Politicsdoneright.com slash books. Click on that. Go ahead and get those books. I promise you, there's a lot to learn out of each of those books. Uh, now, we also have a lot of stuff with, poly, you know, like this T-shirt here this, that this was designed by Bridge MCP, one of our, one of our potent uh, supporters. And you can get, go to our store, politicsandright.com. We have a lot of our, our, our new cap T-shirts with I mean, great stuff. Check out our, our store. By going to our store, you're ensuring that we can continue to do what we're doing. And of course, I'm going off to New York next week. I'm going to try to make sure to have programs uh, set up to go live uh, when I'm out there. But I'm going to, uh, to a conference with 32 other leaders where we're going to discuss how to connect between the right, the left, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a great thing put out by a great group called the Bridge Alliance. So I'm going to be going out there to discuss how do we interface with each other. And then I'll be going to Netroots in Pittsburgh on, uh, I guess, somewhere like the 17th or 18th. And we need some support for that. Politicsonright.com slash Netroots. If you want to assist us in, in, in that trip, politicsonright.com slash Netroots. Look, the right wing invests a lot. If I, let me just give you some interesting things, okay? I've gotten offers Hey, why don't you, you know, you're, you're, the name of your show already says Politics Done Right. You can be like uh, Candace, Candace Owens. Candace Owens used to be a liberal. And she became a conservative. I wonder why. And she got super rich by being a conservative. We got most of, 
people that do what I do on the progressive side, we always get we always get offers to do this on the right, and you get a complete support network. You get money, you get everything. That is selling your soul. That is, in my opinion, immoral. The only way we can do what we do is the great support that we get from you. So I ask you to go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal or politicsandright.com slash Patreon or politicsandright.com slash YouTube or politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash store or politicsandright.com slash netroots. Find a way to support us and the all-encompassing way where we have all these options listed in one place, politicsandright.com slash support. Uh, that is how uh, you can really ensure that we, that we get the job done to make people understand what's really going on in the country. Okay, going back to uh, answer your questions here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. And thank you, Breach, for reminding me that I needed to do the ask. Uh, let's see. Mike C-Sex, sick Michael Rodnan. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? All right. Uh, Mike C-Sex said, if you, if you want to see if Dems or GOP do better for economic policies, just check out each state. And if people are moving to away from those states, no, that's not it at all. If I make, I can make a lot of money in the, in the blue states, right? Get my house, all of that. Take the equity out of my house and move to a nice place like Austin, Texas, or move to a nice place in, in Mississippi or Alabama. And I, in other words, I got all these benefits out of my blue state. I go to my red state and live for cheap. And I treat, and, and, and the bad thing about it, the, the one thing I don't like about it, and I see this with a lot of progressives who move over here to Texas, right? They move to Texas and other, play, other red states. And what they do is they, they come with their, we got a lot of money because your homes and all of that are cheaper in Texas. And they talk about, can you believe those Texans let their government do that to them? What they don't realize, and for all of you that are talking about all the blue folks that are moving into the red states, what that is doing is purpleizing the states, which means let's have all those blue state folk come to the red states. Because as you come to the red state, guess what happens? The state gets bluer. It's what's happening in Texas right now. You come to Houston. Houston is a blue county, the biggest county in Texas, the third or so biggest county in the country. And we're a bellwether country. That's why, uh, 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 that's why Beto O'Rourke stands a good chance of getting Elected, and you know what I'm going to do to show you that, show you why, why I want to play this piece from Beto O'Rourke, and you'll see what I am talking about. Weep, folks, weep. Engage everybody. This is how you win 2022. I was born a Republican. I've never voted Democrat in all my life. What do you plan to do about the border? Amy and I are raising our three kids on the U.S.-Mexico border. And this is what I'm going to do as governor. If you want to come to this country, you want to join a family member, you want to work a job, we want you to be able to do that. But you have to do that legally. And we're going to make sure that we honor the laws on our side. What if Texas elected a governor who would work on rewriting our immigration laws? Yeah to match our ideals and our values, our necessities, and the reality that we see? What if we had a governor who wasn't trying to scare you about people coming over here to get you? I voted for Mr. Greg Abbott. I voted for Trump for president. But I really like what I heard from Mr. O'Rourke. Me and my family will vote blue. Check out more like this at politicsdoneright.tv or at the links in our bio. All right, check this out, folks. 
He was down by 15 points. He is down in the last stuff about five or so, about a few weeks ago. He's only down by five points and rising fast. The other person that rising is our lieutenant, the person going against Dan Patrick, criminal Dan Patrick. My neighbor, uh, Mike Collier. And remember yesterday I told you guys I texted Mike Collier and said, Hey, Mike, I want you to interview, right? I don't know if I'm too hot for Mike. Mike sent me a text this morning. Hey, Egberto, that's great. I'm coming to do your show. I'm going to check out my scheduler to see when I can do your show. Then he says, and by the way, we're gaining on Patrick. Hey, I love it. So, Brother CSEC, I want all, all our red state folks to start moving to our, I mean, our blue state folks to start moving to our red state here. Because you know what we're going to do? We're going to turn Kentucky blue. Actually, Kentucky already elected a, 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 a Democrat as governor. We're going to turn all these states blue. You know why? Because the folks who care about people, I'm not talking about neoliberal blue. I'm talking about progressive blue. The people who care about people are progressive blue. That's what we're talking about. Cox says, people are struggling now because of inflation caused by mega corporations, now mainly big oil. Raising prices, also known as windfall profits. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, let's see what else I got here to say. Um, if I miss your comment, just put it back in again, and I'll be sure to get it out. Bridge says, it's weird. Some right-wingers all say the exact same words in a reply to a fact. It's amazing, I know. That is because when the fact comes out, they're the people who, you know, the puppeteers, have to have an answer. So they give an answer that sounds kind of good. And then they all jump on it. E2247 says, opinion, when it rains on Donald Trump, it pours. And the deluge is just beginning by Jennifer Rubin. And Jennifer was one of the most conservative writers, I think, for the New York Times. New York Times, or, I don't remember which one. She was so conservative. Now she's anti-Republican. Of what? The, the, old, the, the new Republican Party, that is. All right, let's see. Vincent, uh, I guess that is going to reply to somebody else, so I won't read that. Uh, Carl Cox says, you move to a red state if you want warm weather during those winters. You move to uh, blue states if you want good schools, good emergency service, good infrastructure. Yeah, the good infrastructure, though, is that, you know, New York has some issues. Uh, and New York needs to get, I mean, I think uh, New York is a very blue state. I need to, New York needs to take care of some business out there. New York needs to take care of business because we want our policies to show results. They have to do a few works out there. Bree says, people tend to believe not a fact, but what agrees with them. How they feel it is, not really what it is. You know, Bridge, that's true. But there, we have to find ways to get around that. Why I wrote the book. It's worth it. It's worth engaging them anyway, Bridge. Doesn't matter if it, it hurts sometimes. It takes a while sometimes. We just got to do it. We just got to do it. Uh, we just got to do it. I just got a ding dong. All right. So, yes, we just got to do it. All right. Let's see what else we got here. What, how much time I got? Oh, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, let's see. I'm coming down. Tom C. says, and here's how deficits uh, went under GOP and Democratic presidents. $70 billion up to one seventy-five under Reagan. Uh, Bush 41, $300 billion. Clinton down to zero. Bush 43 up 1.2 trillion, Obama to 600 billion, Trump to 1 trillion. Yeah, 
The people who are always talking fiscal responsibility are always the ones who spend the most, both in tax cut giveaways and, and other spending on uh, military, etc. It's amazing. But they talk a good game. The problem is that Democrats don't have those there to speak on their behalf. That's why we are here, to speak on the behalf of progressives. So please, folks, don't forget to support us. Uh, let's see what else we got. Erica, is, is Pelosi cleaning things up now in her district? Um, Pelosi doesn't, you know, first of all, you, if, you, if you understand politics, you understand that a particular district, the person represents the district, but the different municipalities between a district are re responsible for local issues. Have you forgotten federalism? I guess you have. All right. Bridge MCP from YouTube. Don't reply to me, Carl Cox. You move to a red state if you want warm weather during most winters. You move to a blue state if you want school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, where does Eric live? He lives in a red state, right? Actually, he lives in my, my, my town. Uh, a plutocracy from ancient Greek wealth and or a plutocracy. A plutarchy is a society that is ruled or controlled by people of great wealth and income. The first known use of the term in English dates from 1631. I didn't know that. See, I learn from my peeps every day. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto Willis, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I did that already. Bridge MCP. Uh, who else we got here? Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Um, I'm scrolling down to see things that I need to address as opposed to a conversation between people. Uh, Stuart Rhodes' phone was obtained in May 2021, but it still took seven months to exploit, and his uh, JD is the functional equivalent of a hunting trophy. Okay. All right, let's see what else we got here. I'm scrolling down. Daniel Edoso, Sri Lanka is the poster child for MMT. Nope. Sri Lanka is the poster child of what happens when a plutocracy, when a, a government is... Uh, it's, well, it's, you, you don't understand MMT at all, but, you know, maybe one of these days you will. I, you know, uh, I have done two, two shows on MMT. Maybe it's time for me to do a third show on MMT. And Bridge wants me to put something on the screen, and whatever Bridge says goes. So there is what Bridge wants on the screen. It says, keep the immigrants, deport the racists. Actually, I like the, I, I would also have said, Keep the immigrants, deport the insurrectionists, or keep the immigrants, deport the traitors. Did you see what that punk had to say recently? You know, I have another video, but I can't get it in time. It, it, I'll play it tomorrow. Um, I'll play that one tomorrow. I'll play that one tomorrow. So, but thank you for that one, uh, Bridge. That one makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, we are coming up on time. I'm actually at time. So let me go ahead and just put my links in the feed one more time. Uh, so please, folks, support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Uh, let me go ahead and pull that up. Politicsdoneright.com slash support, I think, is a, is a keyword. Bye, Bri uh, bye uh, AVQ. Thank you for being here. Whatever I want, if I had a million dollars. You want a million dollars? Sorry, I can't help you there. I can't help you. I wish I could. I wish I could. But folks, please, one, go uh, to politicsandright.com to support. That gives you all the different ways you can support us. You can support our Netroots trip uh, by going to politicsandright.com slash Netroots. 
And please read my new book. I'm putting a new chapter in tonight. Tribulations of a black or tribulation of an Afro-Caribbean Latino man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. Please check it out. I put the link in the feed as well. Tell me what you think about it. I'll be writing of it. I'm, I'm sure a few people will get in there. Anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.